look at Mark chapter 11. You could also find it in Matthew 21 if you wanted to. Jesus had sent two of his disciples to, I think, a place they had never been. And it said in verse 2 of that chapter, And saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never man set. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him. And straightway he will send him hither. In the comparable scripture in Matthew 21, it says that he hath need of them because there was a Mama and a baby. And Jesus rode on this colt in a few days, few hours, I should say. But I want to talk to you on that topic. He hath need of him. Amen. And I want to say this to you this morning as we have learned in song that he takes care of our needs, but he has needs of us. One day the disciples were gathered. There were 5,000 men there to feed. The disciples disparagingly said, send them away. One said there's a little lad that had but five loaves and two fishes and fed that entire crowd and when it was all over there were 12 baskets full The Lord had need of a little lad that met the needs of thousands. Here's the donkey, the foal of an ass that was needed for the Savior to ride triumphantly into Jerusalem. Mary had been there just previous to this to anoint him for his burial. Peter, one day in the book of Acts, had a dream. He didn't care much for the dream for there were all kinds of animals that came down in that sheet and the Lord said, kill and eat. And he said, I've never eaten anything unclean before. But there was a man by the name of Cornelius in that 10th chapter who was a good man, a fine man, and a noble man, and he had need of someone to come by and tell him of salvation. Saul of Tarsus had been struck. He'd been blinded. He'd been three days. And here comes a man by the name of Ananias. He was needed to tell him that God had a plan for his life because of his conversion. Jonah had a whale. He desperately needed that. Peter heard a rooster crow and it drove him to his knees and he went bitterly in repentance. God has need of you. Someone I heard the testimony 
to give a bottle of water or some crackers to the homeless under a bridge. Someone came to you one day when you had a need. There was someone else testified this morning as a young person at a youth meeting and got converted. There was somebody. Jesus had a need for them to tell you and to tell others of this saving grace that we enjoy. It's a crude story, I guess, maybe inappropriate for Sunday morning. But I bought my father's or the family cabin, I should say, up north, way up in Michigan. It's been nothing more than a slave labor camp for my wife and I for four years. My dad said, I'm giving you a wonderful deal. His big selling point for that piece of property was that he had just spent $4,000 to put in a new septic tank and a drain field. I mean, you can't see that from the road. That doesn't add any beauty to that place. The very first week we had it, it messed up. That's why it is a crude story. But I called a telephone number somebody that could repair it. I gave him the address of the place. He asked me my last name. I said, I'd already told him. I said, my name is Green. My name's Tim Green. He said, you don't happen to be Dr. Don Green's son, do you? I said, yes, I am. He said, are you the evangelist, his oldest boy? I said, yes, I am. He said, 35 years ago, in the Wolverine Baptist Church in Wolverine, Michigan. You preached a revival. I was a 16-year-old boy, and I walked the aisle, and I got saved. We had a need to fix the septic tank. God met it 35 years ago. God has need of you. Now say this. He came and fixed it, didn't charge me a dime. He said, you know where that big Catholic church is? I said, yeah, I know where that is. He said, I got a job there next week. The Pope's going to pay for this. (laughs) God has a need of you. He has a need of you to tell the story of grace to a lost and dying world. God had a need to save some prisoners the other day who not only were in captive behind bars, but they were captive to their sin and Satan. But God, I mean, I thought that was a wonderful story. I don't even know who told it back there, but I mean to preach. They're out there in the yard and preach through two fences and see them find Christ as their Savior. God had need, the Lord hath need of you. Philip went and told that eunuch, you remember that in the Bible? He's reading the Bible, reading Isaiah 53. He said, I don't understand it. He said, unless some man tell me. The eunuch had need of someone to tell My father was in Bible school 
in Fort Worth, Texas, probably. It may have been, I think it was 1946. It might have been 1947. And I don't know all the details. He worked and went to school. He worked in a produce company. They provided vegetables and things for grocery stores. And he wasn't getting paid very much probably back then. I don't know, probably less than a dollar an hour. And he had school bills and he had to pay for this and pay for that. And uh, he'd been taking uh, cabbage leaves back to the dorm. You know, they'd kind of clean up the cabbage to make it presentable to sell so some would have to be taken off. And he would take those back to the dormitory and boil them and have cabbage soup, and he'd been doing that for a long time, just didn't have any money for anything else. And one day, he quit school, quit. He was out in his car, and he lifted the trunk, and he was throwing what belonging he had in it, and he was going to quit college and forget about it and go do something else with his life. And a man by the name of Francis Haney came up and said, Don, what are you doing? He turned around. He said, I'm quitting. I'm all done. I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to go back home and work with my father as a plasterer, and I'm done. Francis Haney said, how much do you need to keep in school? What's your bill? Back in those days, You might not think it was a lot of money, but my dad's 93 years old. He said, I need $25. I can't pay my school bill. I owe 25. And Mr. Haney handed him $25. My dad took the stuff out of the trunk, went back in the dormitory, and ended up graduating from Bible college. He pastored churches for 70 years. I couldn't tell you how many souls that man has won I don't know how I can tell you how many missionaries have been sent, but I do know this, that out of that church that he pastored for 62 years, when he retired, they added up that 186 people had gone into full-time Christian service in that 62 years. You say, that's not very many, three a year, exactly three a year, but 186 people sold out to God. God only knows how many people they won to Jesus Christ. The Lord hath need of you. This is no time to quit. This is time to re-up. There was a burning bush for Moses. There was a, I, I love this. I scribble this stuff down. I love this. There's a boy. His uncle's in prison. And he overhears a plot to kill his uncle. And so he goes to an official and that official takes him to a higher official and he said, I overheard. There's a bunch of guys there they have decided to fast and they made a commitment that they're going to kill my uncle Paul who's in prison. And he said, I'd like to get that worked out. And so they got Paul out of there. Thank God for a nephew. The Lord had need of him. 
the Lord hath need of young people. The Lord hath need of senior citizens. The Lord hath need of every one of us in this room. A few weeks, and I don't know how you feel about the guy, and I don't really know how I feel about the guy, but he inspired me some, and I enjoyed listening to him on the radio and reading some of his books, and he died here just a few months ago, Ravi Zacharias. I think it was three weeks before he died, and I'm done. I heard on the radio a story about him going to Vietnam and then uh, got past that, and he's back uh, doing his ministry around the world. And, and uh, the fellow that had been his interpreter, while uh, he was there speaking for four months many years ago in Vietnam, this fellow, because he was a Christian, he got put in, he got put in prison. And uh, terrible, you, I don't know, it's got to be bad to be in an American prison. Could you imagine what it would be like in a Vietnamese prison or some prison over in some third world country? I mean to tell you, it would be horrible conditions. And uh, the fellow had gotten discouraged, and I won't tell you that part of the story because it takes a little bit too long, but he, uh, he and 51 other prisoners had decided to escape the prison. And somehow they had secured a ship, a boat. A boat probably, I don't know, wouldn't be as big as that side of the auditorium. Probably not as big as that section right there. And uh, they'd secured that boat and they were going to escape in the night. And so he was standing there and uh, four prison guards came up to him and he said, are you, are you thinking about escaping? He said, I never told a lie until I got right with after I got right with God, never told one. He said, but I lied. I told him, no, no. He said, I was so convicted about lying to those four guards. I made a commitment to God. If I, I'm never going to tell another lie as long as I live, that'd be wonderful if everybody in this room would make that commitment. An hour later, those same four guards came. And they queried him again and said, are you? thinking about escaping he said I just made that commitment he said yes we are there's 51 of us besides me we're all going to escape tonight they said good we're going with you <laughs> and those four men when they got out on the sea a storm came and without those four men on board who, who had some uh, navigation, some naval ability, some ability to handle a boat. Without those four men, they all would have drowned. The Lord, say, I'm insignificant. I don't really matter. There's nothing big about me. The Lord hath need of you. Amen. Father in heaven, I know you could you can do anything, and you've met our needs. But I'm struck, I'm struck with that little statement, the Lord hath need of him. The Lord needed 
that colt, the foal of an ass, to ride triumphantly into the city of Jerusalem. And men removed their robes. And folks pulled down the palm leaves. And they laid them in the path. The one, a week later, they were going to cry, crucify, crucify. There's no doubt this morning or this afternoon that the Lord has need of us. And there's surely, it's almost trite to say, but it's true and it's powerful that we have need of him. We need thee every hour. I like that old verse when uh, the children of Israel had had a big problem and God had worked out and they raised a monument called Ebenezer. And that meant hitherto the Lord hath helped us. There's not a person in this room that's been saved any length of time and I've been saved over a half a century. It couldn't say in the past the Lord has helped us. The Lord has met our needs. But wouldn't it be wonderful today if folks would respond and say, the Lord needs me. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to re-up. I'm going to get back in the battle. I've gotten a little lax maybe because of COVID. I've gotten a, a little disinterested. I'm, I'm not as on fire as I once was. Lord, I want you to know whatever little niche, whatever little seemingly insignificant responsibility that there is in the church or in the work of God, I want you to know, Lord, I'm available. I'm available. If you're here this morning and you're a child of God and the Lord spoke to you just a little bit, from the word of God, Jesus said, tell him that the Lord has need of him. And I say to you this morning, he has need of you. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you really have a great need for him in your life. And you ought to be saved. You ought to give your life to Jesus Christ today. Folk are coming. How about you coming? Saying, Lord, <laughs> I sure ain't much. But if you have need of me, I'm willing. I'll go where you want me to go and I'll do what you want me to do and I'll be faithful. Let's stand our feet. If you need to come, you ought to come this morning.